we are focusing too much of our dollars on the wrong priority, on the wrong funnel, the traditional funnel versus the flip funnel. And of those meager morsel dollars that we are in fact, you know, spending on retention, I, I'm not even sure that, that it's correct to classify it as such. As marketers, there's nothing we love more than a new campaign to get our customer base excited about and engaging with our product. According to Joseph Jaffe, It is good to be a part of the nation. That's him, the CEO of Evolution and a highly sought after consultant, speaker, and thought leader. We're doing it all wrong. Instead of developing campaigns for acquisition, we should instead be turning our attention and marketing dollars more towards retention and keeping our current customers happy. The first question I asked him was why he thinks we should put so much emphasis on retention. One of the things that I do in, in certainly in my book, Flip the Funnel, but also in my keynotes when I talk about this topic and related topics is, is basically say, look, do the math. I mean, what percentage of your revenue comes from your repeat, returning, recurring, loyal customer? And, and then the second point is, well, what percentage of your marketing dollars do you spend, do you actually invest against that revenue contribution versus, I should say, spend on what I call strangers and prostitutes, which are first-time <laughs> buyers? And, and the fact is, I mean, there is a complete disconnect, a complete chasm. The majority of our dollars come from our customers, and yet we kind of, we neglect them, we take them for granted. We become very complacent by just wooing those conversions or those leads. So there's a business case just to say, well, we'll treat them better. But the second part of that is, but wait a second, you can actually grow your business from the inside out by using existing customers to gain new ones. And, and so what, how? Well, through advocacy, loyalty, influence, referrals, word of mouth, content creation, testimonials, so on and so forth, even embedding you know, loyal customers and advocates into the, the R&D engine, the actual innovation engine or ecosystem of the company. It's not just, you know, for me, good business sense. It's common sense in terms of using existing customers to gain new ones. Is it a majority of folks right now, they're sort of looking at retention more so than uh, acquisition? The funny thing is that even companies that are investing in retention are essentially doing it wrong. Because so much of what we actually classify as retention is not even retention. So, so I have this uh, Maslowian hierarchy where I basically say, here are your kind of six levels of retention. And on the bottom is churn, is just countering churn and attrition. Then we go up to competitive conquesting, and then there's kind of cross-sell and upsell. That's not customer-centric. That's not really retention. That's just, that's corporate-centric. That's kind of um, what I say is really valuable to the company, but not necessarily to the customer. So true retention should be customer-centric or customers first. And it's only when you get into content creation, joining the conversation, referrals, formalizing and scaling advocacy, and even embedding, again, customer voice of the customer into the R&D engine or, or that innovation ecosystem that we have true retention. It's kind of a, a catch-22 here because we are focusing too much of our dollars on the wrong priority, on the wrong funnel, the traditional funnel versus the flip funnel. And of those meager morsel dollars that we are in fact, you know, spending on retention, I, I'm not even sure that, that it's correct to classify it as such. I believe it was you, right, Joseph, that had the idea of the bow tie, right? And the idea that you, you also want to sort of picture the funnel as so much more than just once they've, you know, purchased, they, they also, you know, want to come out the other side. And that side is, is just as important, right? And I think it sort of loops us back to, uh, to where we started here. But yeah, that, that was you with the bow tie, right, Joseph? 
Yes, absolutely. And and the way that I basically put it together was you had um, the traditional funnel and then the flip funnel. And when you put them together, um, what actually happens is you get a bow tie. But the reality is, is that the bow tie itself is not, um, it's not meant to be uh, completely linear. And it's also, you know, as I, as I described, it's a really badly tied bow tie because ultimately what I would what I would foresee happening is that as we you know as we get more uh, efficient at acquiring new customers and more effective at retaining and using existing customers to gain new ones all all things being equal we're going to actually end up spending more money on retention and less on acquisition and so you almost have this optimization in favor of retention and the new acquisition but the other thing is that it is acquisition is very linear, right? So from cold leads to warm leads to hot leads to you know third degree burn leads, um, or or even in in marketing you have awareness, interest, design, action. But but in retention, once once you have a customer and and every time they come back for more and every time they buy more and every time they tell more people about it and every time they celebrate more anniversaries, what you actually see, even voice of the customer, is you see this closing of the loop, this pulsing or the cycling. And so, you know, you got to imagine this bow tie kind of going linear um, from, you know, from through conversion. But then once there is that conversion, this constant iterative cycling, cycling to the point where almost like a heart, this pumping that, 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 that occurs, we see that investment in the relationship and that investment in the account or the key account starting to yield increasing returns on investment. I feel like this is sort of turning, you know, the, the traditional customer journey, at least on its head. Uh, how would you say this conversation sort of relates to, to that? Well, I mean, the, the fact that we're even talking about customer journey is significant and very important because, you know, we talk about lifetime value of the customer, but I don't think we really kind of focus on the journey. It's the destination that we're so obsessed with. And, you know, there's that old saying, which is, Success is a journey, not a destination. We need to focus on the journey between point A and point B instead of trying to simplify it or oversimplify it or make it you know, so binary that, that we kind of lose sight of the means to that end. The end will take care of itself if we focus smartly on the means. And so you know, that customer journey, it has so many unique components or moments of truth or even nuances from onboarding in B2B, a very, very important part of that customer journey through milestones, through anniversaries. And then, of course, there's the prototypical when things go wrong. And even in the flip funnel, I have this process that I call ADEA instead of AIDA, which stands for Acknowledgement, Dialogue, Incentivization, and Activation. Those are four different components as well that should be factored into the journey including but not limited to the D of dialogue, which is having a real conversation about things that are important. As the old B2B saying goes, people don't care much you know until they know much you care. So being able to actually focus on H to H, on human to human, on peer to peer, on customer to customer, employee to customer, those conversations are so important that actually go beyond the, you know what, you only call me when you need something or you only call me when you've got something to sell to me. A relationship is so much more than that. 
what would you say are sort of one to two actionable items that we as marketers can, you know, implement either today or tomorrow or start to build into our strategy to really, you know, as you said, focus more on that journey as opposed to the destination? You have an employee of the month. Why not have a customer of the month? So being able to really take the time to celebrate and be able to empower at least customers by maybe even helping make them famous, putting them on your website, putting them on your Facebook page, putting them even into your paid media in a sense. Because ultimately in the B2B business, we have a huge opportunity to actually be a matchmaker or connector and put one of our customers in contact with another customer and see what results in a sense. Also, the A of acknowledgement, the ability to say thank you is so important. And to be able to do that on a regular basis, you know, I would almost say they're expected moments like anniversaries, but then they're unexpected moments, just being able to check in. You know, the the manager that comes around to your table in a restaurant says they're just checking in. The goal is really not to uncover the fact that there's a fly in your soup or something worse. It's really just to kind of reassure you that you know that you're important and that you can reach out to them if you needed to in a sense it's it's that familiarity which if done correctly doesn't breed contempt in because there's nothing worse on the flip side when a manager keeps on coming up to your table and asking if everything's okay you're like yes bugger off bugger off <laughs> but but we never want the situation where the only time we reach out to our customers when something's going wrong or when when it's time for a, an account renewal you know etc If we telegraph our selfish intentions a mile away, that bodes really poorly for a long-term relationship. Uh, A slight transition here into uh, one of your newer projects, Joseph, and that is uh, zero paid media. So uh, I know you mentioned earlier that some of your customers potentially, you know, you could reward them with paid media, but uh, you sort of have this new exciting project. I want to hear a little bit more about it. So how and why is zero paid media the new model that we as marketers need to look at? Well, well, zero paid media as the new marketing model essentially says that in a perfect world, the optimal paid media budget would be zero. Why would you need to pay for attention if you're paying attention? In this vision, we move from being tenants, which is renting media, to landlords, which is owning and monetizing our, our marketing, our assets as well. And what is an asset? An asset is your people, your products, your packaging your clothing, your data, your content, your customer service, your website. So anything, your, your, your stores, your real estate, your storefronts. So anything that we really own, but also anything that doesn't have an intermediary or a middleman between ourselves and our, and our intermediate or even final customers. Zero is also an acronym, and it stands for Zealots Entrepreneurship Retention and Owned Assets. So advocacy, innovation, which is my company Evolution, focuses on that little innovation side of the zero equation. Retention, which is an extension and amplification and a continuation of flipping the funnel. So customer centricity, customer service, customer experience, retention as the new acquisition, and then the owned asset. And for me, this is just a much better, smarter model that actually says, look, no one said paid media is going away. Just like I said, acquisition's not going away. But why would you always start off with paid media or with acquisition? Why not? Why is that your default when you have all these assets that you're not leveraging or optimizing or exploiting, whatever the case may be? What, uh, Joseph, are some of those assets through that acronym that we as marketers can really hammer home and apply? A huge part of B2B marketing is whether it's white papers and webinars and, and access to 
thought leaders, task forces, these are all assets that can be monetized by being able to connect them directly with the people that matter and the people that count. And those are our customers, our power users, our key accounts, um, our influencers, so on and so forth. So it's really just designed to kind of almost uh, refocus our efforts on making sure that the assets that we own uh, are not just monetized, they're monetized not maybe not always in terms of people paying for them with dollars. They already are paying for them with their dollars. It's called their customers, for God's sake. You know, it's, <laughs> so it's like now it's time to reward those dollars and reward their engagement and their time and their contributions by giving something back to them. I love it. Uh, perfect segue here, Joseph, into how can our listeners find out more about you and about evolution? Well, I suppose the best way, um, on Twitter, I'm Jaffe Juice. Um, in fact, on every social media platform, I'm pretty much uh, Jaffe Juice. I tend to spend more time on uh, on Instagram and then maybe Facebook and then Twitter from a kind of a social standpoint. Instagram, number uh, one, huh? I just, I just love Interesting. I, I just love photos, uh, or at least I've, I, I love being able to be creative and tell a story through a photo or through video. And, um, and then uh, Evolution, you can find out more about the company. Uh, if you're a startup, you can set up a profile. It's free. Uh, we never charge startups, and you can uh, go and do that uh, at startupsforbrands.com. And that's startups and brands with, with S's, uh, plural, because you know we want to help more than one brand and more than one startup. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you again, Joseph, for joining me today. Phenomenal episode. Uh, really appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. If you are listeners would like to find out more about B2B Nation's Marketing Edition, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Twitter. Give us a follow or subscribe. Just let us know you're there. Thanks for listening.